the JJC podcast experience in partnership with the Red Radio. Hey guys, and welcome to Getting Real with Dula and Sachava. You might know Dula from his podcast, Social Construct, and me from the What the Society podcast. But today, today, you guys, you are listening to the Getting Real podcast with Dula and Sachava. So guys, uh, I'm Dula, and obviously you just heard Sechaba. So I think today what we're going to talk about and get into is the role that the youth has on society. So obviously the positives, the negatives, like the power that the youth has, and we're just going to have a discussion about that. So let's get into it. And yeah, I think, and when we talk about the youth, it's not just Generation Z or Z. I don't know how you guys say it, but we speak about the youth in general. So that's that includes even the millennials. Yeah, because we don't really want to restrict it to a, a certain generation, but rather the what what does it mean to be a part of the youth? So it's not just teenagers; it's obviously people in their twenties, and it's I, I mean it's it's hard to define the youth, but yeah, we yeah, don't yeah, restrict it to one certain thing. So, so, um, so I found out recently that Generation Z or Generation Z, however you guys say it. Uh, people born in the mid '90s to the early 2010s, um, and then obviously the millennials are born before that. But I think the youth in general, us young people, we we're more aware, we're more innovative, we're culture shifting. I think this generation, including the millennials, is just I think the best. And I think what's so special about us as a generation is that um, if if you, if you look at it. I mean, being born in earlier generations, it it was so restrictive because I mean, racism and sexism and things like that. I mean, you weren't able to really express yourself the way that you can now as as the youth. I mean, you can you can identify with whatever gender you want. You can be who you want to be without being discriminated in so many ways. And I think that's what's so powerful about our generation. And also, yo, people, young people these days are doing big things. I mean, we look at Greta Thunberg and Malala. I mean, those people are young. Malala was 17. Greta Thunberg was 16. So, yeah. And I think let's, let's, let's go and talk about what we as the youth or as Generation Z and Millennials, what we've done um, versus what the earlier generations have done. So I think when you say that, I, I, I think about like diversity. I think our generation or the younger generation, the youth, we hang out in circles with different races, like with kids of different races, you know, different genders, different sexualities. And I think that's not something that earlier generations are used to, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, I get you. Because I think in earlier generations, uh, like like I said, they were so restricted to what you were taught and believed. Because I, I know now everybody that I know has to question everything that they're told. Yeah. Um, you don't take it at face value, like why? Why is this like this? And I think the earlier generations didn't have the benefits to ask those kinds of questions. So I think that's why we're so diverse. And you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, I actually don't think we can almost like award ourselves or pat ourselves on the back actually for us being able to hang out with anyone we want to. Cause I mean, obviously the previous generations fought the good fight and made sure that their kids and younger generations are able to hang out with everyone they want to and be with whoever they want to. 
But at the same time, I do think it's something that we're definitely taking advantage of, you know. But what I think in terms of that is that I think with with the earlier generations, they had those few powerful activists. Like when you look at Rosa Parks and Martha Luther King Jr., they yeah. they were a minority. Like the activists and the people fighting for change were a smaller group of people. Whereas I think our generation and millennials and things, it's a wider group of people that are, are fighting for change because we're all educated on it because of the past. So I think there's more people involved now than there was in the past. True. But now you know how you said educated. You're making me think of that word woke. To be woke. Yes. You know, I think a lot of young people use that term all the time. Everyone thinks we're woke. But I think we need to get to the to the bottom of it. What does it mean to be woke? Because I, I mean, think because I, I think now people, it's it's just used as a loose term. Yeah, I'm woke, and people yeah. ask, "Are you woke?" But I, I don't think they really understand what it means to be woke. And you know, it has me thinking. Like, can I call myself woke just because I know about what about what's happening in every other country in the world, or can I call myself woke just because I don't use plastic straws? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what it means. What does it mean to be woke? I think in in terms of being woke, we need to look at, I mean, everybody knows, I mean, most people know what's going on. If if you're not ignorant, most people know what's happening around the world. But then if everybody's woke, then no one's woke. Yeah. So I, I think in terms of that, we have to look at be understanding what's going on around the world and being a part of the positive change as well. Because if you're not a part of the change, then you're not really woke. Yeah, I was actually going to say that, you know, you can know about everything that's happening everywhere, but I think if you want to create change, take that information that you know and create change with it. I think that's what really being woke is about, you know. And I think our generation definitely is has taken on this whole being woke thing as almost a culture now. It's a culture. It's, it's normalized. It's normal to be woke. And that's been working, I think, and it's been working in our advantage. Yeah, and I think, but the only way it can be an advantage is if people know what it means to be woke. Because if, if, I mean, if they don't know, then <laughs> then it's pretty useless if you're just calling yourself woke. Yeah, definitely. But you were speaking about culture and how woke has affected culture. But so let's talk about how our generation has shifted culture. I think we, we've shifted culture in the fact that we're more accepting. I think that's a big one. I mean, you hear stories of people being shunned or people being bullied for their sexuality, their race. And then you think about our generation and these things are even normalized. I mean, I can hang out with white kids. I can hang out with kids who are not straight. Do you get what I'm saying? It's so normal now. So I think yeah. acceptance is a big thing. I think we've changed that. What do you yeah, think? definitely. And something that I actually wanted to bring up is I think one of the most powerful things that we've shifted as the youth is music oh my goodness yeah, I mean, yeah. when you look at like music in the 90s that was dominated by people like prince and and michael jackson and and lionel richie and then you look now it's it's drake and it's travis scott and it's it's i think i think rap has become a big part of our culture today definitely and, and also, i think yeah. Oh, sorry. In terms of that, I just wanted to say that I think when you look at, because I mean, you you definitely see that shift when you hear, like, if, if have you seen when your parents hear you listening to rap and they're like, "What is that?" Mm, yes. That's where you see that shift. 
I think I'm um, also in our generation, rappers and artists are taking on a responsibility to educate their listeners. I think that's also something that's amazing, you know. There's things I've learned about in songs, literally, like, not just even in songs, I mean, in artwork, in, in, in storytelling, in movies. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I think that's also a big thing that's happening in our generation. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, when you look at the past, there was obviously different rappers like Tupac and like, uh, and, and people like that. Yeah, like, the legends. But, yeah. But I think a lot of the rap in the past was very gangster based. Like they, like they promoted misogyny and, and violence and things like that. And True. that's where it shifted in today's society where most of the rap that we hear now is, is like you said, it's educational. It's, it's uplifting. It's, yeah. It's, gets you into a positive vibe. And I think that's what's so different than when you look at it from the past. I won't lie, but I think one thing we haven't gotten right is I still feel like with our artists, I mean, they get certain things right and they get certain things wrong. But I think sometimes the way they still portray women, I feel like, really? Come on, guys. This is 2020 yeah, now. But I think th what's so beautiful about uh, our new culture today is that group that you're speaking about is a minority. It's a small group versus what, True. like what what rap represents and and the power that it has. Wait, and, so do you? Yeah. And so oh, and so, uh, yeah. You know, you you go. Don't stress. I was gonna ask. Do you think that our generation is like one of the best, or do you think we're still lacking certain things? Because I really, I really can't say we're the best. I don't think, but I I do think that you're. I think I think to define what the best is is very opinionated. True. But I think when when you look at it, I mean it's it's very different because if you look at it now, there's so many more people educated in terms of what's what's right and what's wrong in terms of sexism and racism and, yeah. and sexual orientation versus in the past. But I think what was so powerful about the generations before us was there was that one person or there was those few people that came up. And even though they were told that women are like this and or black people are like this, they still stood up and they had that power to stand up by themselves and say, this is wrong. Whereas now everybody can do it easily. I think the, the generations before mm. had so much more power to stand up by themselves because there were that many people involved. But I also think one thing that I, I find really sad is I think our generation or millennials or us young people are um, finding it difficult to connect and interact now, like on a face-to-face -face level, I think, because we're always on our phones. And I've, and I've seen that with me myself, too. I feel like, wow, you know, I spend a lot of time on my phone or even if I'm not on my phone, I have earphones in my ears, you know, so I don't even get to hear certain people speaking to me. So I think that's one thing that we we've gotten wrong but at the same time you know technology's helped us in in different ways i mean look at us now do you get what i'm saying so it's like yeah a, i get that and i think in, in terms of technology obviously being a good thing and a bad thing i think now especially with lockdown around the world and quarantine we really get to see i think a lot of people are in their element because they're not interacting with people face to face they're just using the normal things that they do anyway video calls and messaging yeah so, but I think also, I think this might be an eye-opening experience because if you look at it, I mean, we're really gonna. I mean, now now we're only limited to our phones and just the immediate family around us. But yeah. I think you're really gonna see how much we miss that interaction, and maybe when we come out of all of this, we might last. Yeah. We might educate ourselves and be like, but for the last two months, three months, we've just been on our phones. Maybe we can take a break from that. I mean, maybe this might be that change. And actually, you know, I, now what you've just said, I hope that actually happens because 
Yo, this thing of us being on our phones, I see it all the time. And I think that's one thing that really needs to change because I think we have a, our, our generation has ideas. So many young people have things to talk about. And I think we need to be having these conversations to move forward, you know? Yeah. But in terms of like technology and things, there's obviously the pros and the cons. Like you talked about the con side of it where people are so restricted to their phones. But like you yeah. said, being engaged in these conversations, it, technology has such an important role in that when you look at social media and things. I mean, if you hear somebody say something, the first place you'll hear it is Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. And I, there's obviously the positives to it. So you just need, I think you need to be balanced about it. Yeah, and I, and I think that's something that we're working on definitely. This podcast was brought to you by the Johannesburg Junior Council in partnership with Red Radio. So I think one thing that we as young people need to understand is the power that we have. And I don't think we understand that because I think a lot of us have grown up hearing, no, you're too young or no, you'll, you'll grow up and understand stuff like that. But I think the reality is a lot of us do understand and I don't think we are actually too young. I mean, the youth is powerful. We look at what happened in 1976, June 16. I mean, yeah, these are school kids that changed the, the whole youth. narrative. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And I think, like like you were saying, that a, a lot of, well, not say parents, but like older people are just like, like you know, the, the, the adults are talking now. You, you'll get your turn when you become our age. And I think that's one of the problems that some of the earlier generations might have is they're restricted to young people aren't as smart or as educated as old people. And obviously, yeah. to an extent, maybe that's what they experienced growing up. But I don't think they should take that out on us because like, like, like we talked about earlier, Instagram, Twitter, we have Google and, and, and the Internet. And we, we're so on, in, in the loop and so informed about everything that's going on. I think people need to take into account the ideas that we have as the youth. Definitely. And I mean, we, we've, we've the, we're the ones who brought awareness to, I mean, this climate change and all these issues that people are realizing. And people in high places, people who control our nations, our presidents are realizing that these things are actually going on and have been brought to their attention by the youth. Yeah, definitely. And I think in terms of that, there's a lot of problems that um, the older generations got right in fixing. Like we talked about sexism and racism and sexual orientation. And obviously they were the, the like the activists that like, uh, like we talked about have been um, a vital part of yeah. that. They sorted out those specific problems. But I think, like you said, global warming and, and certain problems like that have been neglected. Because when you look at the reason why global warming is happening is because people are mining and they and there's lots of factories and the goal was to make money and things like that. And I, I, so I think that's why they neglected yeah. it because they're like, no, we're making money. So I'm sure the environment will fix itself. But I think now being the youth, we've been so active in like, we want our children to experience the environment that we've seen. And that's why we've, we've been so vital yeah, against stopping this global warming. And I think even going back to the point of the power of the youth, I read um, an article recently about how young people are not voting anymore. And that's an issue, you know? I mean, we are the future leaders of tomorrow. Not even the future leaders of tomorrow. We are the leaders of today. And if yeah. we're not voting, you know, how do we have our say? And that's why I think it's important that we as young people understand that we have power. We have ideas too. We, we are able to make change as well. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And if you look at like people not voting and things, I think people need to be 
it, I think to an extent the youth, the youth need to realize that, that we have this power because once we realize that we have this power and then we use the power to get the leaders that we want in to get ourselves in because like you said we we're the leaders of today so if, if we're not a part of the movement yeah. and we understand this power that we've been given then i mean it, it goes to waste and just to continually create change i think yeah us young people are going to do that I think even when we pass the point of being called the youth, uh, we're still going to be creating change. And that's exciting for me, I know. Yeah, definitely. And then I think, I think one, of, one of the most vital roles that we'll have in being the youth is once we're not the youth, what are we going to do with the fact that we've been the youth before and we know yeah. how we've been, now that we're adults and things, how are we going to empower the youth that we once once were? I think that'll be one of the most interesting things that we're going to see in the future yeah what do you think is one major issue facing the youth today um i think uh facing the youth today i think there's a lot of issues that we face like obviously there's, there's new issues that came up like cyberbullying, which never once was a yes, thing because yeah. because i think i think that's one of that's that's a very detrimental thing like in terms of mental health um because yeah. in the past there wasn't that sort of technology to have cyberbullying. It was face-to-face, -face, it was physical. Um, but mm. I think this, this took it to a, a new level of mental and emotional abuse, which is definitely something I think the youth has to get a handle on. What, what, what are some of the problems or problem you think that we face? I think I, 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 think I want to go back to the, the whole thing of social media. I think it's 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 a really good thing and i mean people are even jobs have been created out of social media if that makes sense but i think it's also one thing that we need to handle properly because people become depressed they get anxiety it's really rough and i i think we are the first generation not not even that i think i know we one of the first generations to experience you know social media and its effect so i think that's one thing we need to be careful of Definitely. And since we're talking about a lot of negatives, um, what do you think us as a generation or as the youth have gotten wrong in terms of certain things that we've done? Gotten wrong? Um, I think we have this don't care attitude, or I think the media likes to portray this don't care attitude that we should all be having, or... And another thing I think, and yo, this sounds like I'm hating on social media, but I'm not. No. <laughs> I think we compare ourselves a lot. I mean, we can sit on Instagram and just scroll the whole time. And that time, these are people's fake lives even. It's not even their real lives. Yeah. And we just be comparing our real lives to people's fake lives. So that's another issue, comparing ourselves. And I think, yeah, in terms of that, not just their lives, but when you look at like body image and whether you think you look nice and you're like this, this, oh, well, I'm speaking from a guy's point of view, but oh, this guy is yeah. so like, like he's got abs or whatever. And if, and if you talk about from a woman's point of view, oh, this woman is like this. And I think yeah, we look at how like obviously on social media they portray their best self. So they show, oh, I got these abs, but they don't show the fact that it took them two years to get it and, and the hard work yeah. and we and, and I we, think that yeah and we continually bring ourselves down because we're comparing so i think yeah that's definitely one of the things what did you want to mention i was gonna say i think it's so interesting what you just mentioned because we never know we don't know the story behind you know you see people posting like they're amazing guys but we don't know how they even got there and i think that's why we need to know 
chill and calm down. But I guess also, you know, social media is just all over our faces. So, you know, that also makes it hard. But we'll find a balance, I guess, you know. Yeah, and I think in terms of that, we just need to come to the acceptance that I think we need we need to just realize that we love ourselves no matter how we look or how we compare ourselves to others because I, I realize most of the time that like when I took like if I, if you take a picture of yourself and you're like oh I don't really look that great or whatever and then you show it to someone else and they're like what are you talking about you look fine what's what's going yeah, on yeah 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 because I think we're so detrimental to ourselves that we can't even look at a, a photo of ourselves and be like you know I look like insanely hot right now we we don't yeah. have that 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 ability yet and i think that's something that we need to develop yo this is so true but i think you know i think i have faith that we'll figure it out i mean we we we're in a generation where we're having a lot of open honest conversations i know you spoke about mental health and i think that's one thing that we've been definitely we've been open about it and i think it's helped so many people it's not it's not a taboo subject anymore you know something that's there and it's something that we're speaking about and it's something that we're trying to educate younger generations or younger people on to get what i'm saying yeah cuz i think like we said the youth has been so powerful and i think in terms of that we we've been more involved in the conversation about issues like mental health and and gender equality and toxic masculinity and our generation has just been so involved in the conversation and i think that's what's made the change and one thing that i don't think many people talk about is we even impacting older generations it's not just the youth or people younger than us i know that people older than us are also watching and following on and i think that's the that's the best part we're impacting both ways if that makes sense you know yeah definitely because i mean like we talked about in the past the older generations were so restricted and now they get to see us be unrestricted and i think that helps them ease themselves into expressing themselves better JJC podcast experience bringing you the content the stories and the insights so i think the moral of the story is that we as a youth are powerful and we should never forget that and i think i don't even think i know we're going to do great things so that's it from me and dula and i think just go out there go out there and create change go out there and be the youth go out there and be powerful and yeah change the narrative and change the story online on your smartphone or on your favorite podcast app this is the jjc podcast experience online on your smartphone or on your favorite podcast app this is the jjc podcast experience